You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brand Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, is my co-host, Todd Stark. Hey. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Pretty good. How's, good. Uh, how's your week been? <sighs> that bad? <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of like just one of those weeks. I mean, it's great. You know, the Titans won mm-hmm. Sunday. Big game. Um, okay. Predators won. Big game. Um, good stuff happened this week. The Yankees won. They're going to the playoffs tonight, play against... The Red sucks. So all of your teams are winning. Everything was great. Okay. Work wasn't bad. It just, I was extremely so, like I was so busy or had somebody over here like, and I felt like, you know, needed to entertain. Mm-hmm. I didn't even play, I played a few hours of Spider-Man. Okay. That like was it? One day. Nothing else. I don't even think I turned it on. Hmm. It was kind of, I like, I felt like disappointed in myself. Like on, to, I feel it today. I'm like, I didn't. I played Spider-Man like, at well, all. Why didn't you, you just kind of feel feel bad about it? That yeah. you didn't yeah, swing around with Spider-Man? Yeah, I just feel bad. I just feel bad that I didn't even turn my PlayStation on. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it needed a break. Uh, no, no, no. No? Uh, I mean, I'm married, so it gets a little bit of a break anyway. That's true. That's true. So, I just I so feel bad. No Spider-Man, no games, no nothing? No, no, no. no. I, 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 play, I beat um, Spider-Man, uh, what's his name? Oh, P.S. Why can't I think of his name? I don't know. What's his name? Not the stunner. Shocker. Shocker, damn it. I couldn't yeah. think of it. I beat him. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's as far as I got. I've See done you. a lot. Like I'm probably like 35% is what it says my completion rate is. Wow. So, so you're you're still... Yeah. I'm struggling. Like hmm. this week has been crazy. Ever since I got back from Disney World, it's been... Well, maybe so. things will start to pick back up and get back to normal where you can spend a little bit more time on it. I think tonight will be the night because uh, I think I'm just going to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get something. To Good. eat and uh, come home. There you go. Spend yeah. all night with Spidey. Yeah, cut the grass tomorrow. Fuck the grass. Yeah, I need to. I need to do that. Mine got really, really bad. It's actually really, really bad now because of the rain that we had, and mm-hmm. I never had a chance to get it in between rain. You don't want to right now. No, it's it's terrible, dude. The mosquitoes suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's seventy four degrees outside around six o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe seventy eight. I'll say seventy eight. Yeah. Eating my ass up. I mean, they're everywhere. I bet I got 12 bites on me. Just like that. Trying to... I put the weed eater back up. I said, I'm not even going to weed eat. Yeah, we tried going for a walk after work one afternoon, and mosquitoes were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I understand. They're the size... I found one, no lie. The size of a... It was at least a quarter. It was a mosquito. Wow. It was sitting right up there on the <clears> wall. <throat> and I said, what? what is that? I said, that is a mosquito. I mean, it looked like it had bit one of those dudes down there at Anytime Fitness. <laughs> yeah. It, it got big like that. Mm-hmm. Sucked that blood. I smashed it, though. Good. Yeah. What you been playing? I know you got to play something this week. Yeah, I, well, I mean, maybe not as much as you. There, You know, I actually got in, I think, over the weekend. I got uh, finished up King's Quest. Yeah? 
So How's I got that? that story. It's a really interesting game. I've I've debated on whether or not I wanted to talk about it here because it's it's really unique because there are elements to it. E- even each episode, you know, with a telltale game, mm-hmm. you kinda had I don't want to say they were all the same, but you knew what to expect. You were gonna get a narrative story choices whatnot and then maybe a twist somewhere in there that would kind of change things up but you knew what you were going to expect out of each story just not what the story was going to be right just the idea of how it was going to play out in a manner of speaking oh yeah each episode with this game seemed wholly unique like they the idea of how it was being played out they said well let's change it up every time. It's not just going to be a narrative story. You're not just going to do this every single time. Let's throw something completely new in next time. Right. And every story, every playthrough for every episode is different. And it's very unique that way. Maybe they'll take over for Telltale. I really think they could. And that's their own IP. Yeah. So they own that. That's one thing. Like if somebody was, I keep saying like somebody come and buy everything from Telltale. They don't mm-hmm. have anything to sell. Yeah, that's true. Because they, they didn't have any no, originals. Nothing. It was all licensed out. No, Sam and Max, that wasn't even theirs. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'd really like to talk about it in great detail. So I might, I might throw it into a retro review yeah. because it's, it was really unique and there were a lot of little things to break down. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, there was that. And then, been I really got in Just Cause three. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been kind of going to it. Got in a little bit more time, but I still don't feel like I've spent the time that I wanted to with it. Right. But I have I have put in some time with it. Really got the mechanics down to where I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable about getting around with the wingsuit and the parachute. I love the wingsuit because that can really get you around a lot faster than a car if you know what you're doing and. That's that's what I've been trying to master. Right. Is how to, to get across hills and everything, get the altitude and then fly mm-hmm. where I want to go. See, that was one of the draws to uh, Far Cry 5 for me because you mm-hmm. have that wingsuit now. Yeah, okay. I don't remember having it in the other ones. Uh, I know you had a way to get around. Was There in, were, in there the were air vehicles, yeah. Yes. But I feel like there wasn't a wingsuit in one of them, but I don't remember which one. I would say four. I had hang gliders in three. I remember. I remember the hang gliders. I really feel like four may have had one, but don't hold me to that. I can't remember. Let's find out. But that was that was the thing that I liked mm -hmm. best because you just jump off anything, hit the button, and no matter how close you were to the ground, you would glide a little bit. Yeah. So you would. It was way quicker. You could get off the top of stuff. You didn't have to drive all the way around. You Mm -hmm. know stuff like that. Yeah, that was. That's, that's, I loved it in uh, far, uh, Just Cause 3 also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm really loving about this is as I'm learning everything and just the overall chaos of it all, it's ridiculous. But Yeah, it is. <laughs> there, was this, there was this one thing that actually made me pause the game and laugh audibly <laughs> throughout the house because it was just ridiculous and I didn't understand it, but it was still funny. Right. Is... You're trying. I mean, the idea in the game is you're trying to, I guess, save or free these oppressed people from it's a, a dictator. It's a lot like a third-person Far Cry. Yeah. So 
you you have this option to steal people's vehicles, right. but they never seem like they're mad at you. Like the for Grand doing Theft Auto. It. Right. You know, and Grand Theft Auto, they'll get mad at you. But I've had people like, oh, yeah, go ahead and take it. You know, uh, Viva la Revolution, Rico. You know, like they're just championing him on. And it's like, right. oh, it's fine. It's fine. I I jumped into this one car, <laughs> threw this dude out, and he goes, I love you, Rico. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracked me up. Did you throw him off a cliff? I don't think I did. I he just fail like you did. Yeah, but he was all into it and everything, so it, it cracked me up. So funny. I'm I'm loving it. I, I want to spend a little bit more time with it and not have any interruptions. I guess you know. Right. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably plan that for a little while longer. I I don't really know of anything new out right now. Well, there is one new game that came out, but I'm not buying it yet. What is it? Mega Man 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seen that. I do want to play it, though. Just not right now. All right, let's get into some news. Let's do it. We actually got quite a bit of news. Um, I won't say, like, crap ton or anything like that, but we, we got a, a lot of headlines that need to be talked about. First of all, uh, earlier this year, I know we mentioned stories and rumors that were floating around about Google looking into getting their hand into the video game market, and I think we even said it was going to be a streaming service, much like Netflix, and we right. had a lengthy discussion about it. I think even John was here at that time. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, the rumors were apparently true as Google announced Project Stream, which is a service provided by Google that will allow you to play video games directly from their Chrome browser. What's equally interesting about this story is that Google has allowed a select number of players to test the service using a recently released title, that title being Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, Google mentions in their announcement of Project Stream that this is a somewhat of a technical test to solve what the biggest challenges in streaming are right now. And by using a graphically rich AAA title that requires instant interactivity between player and game, it presents a worthy challenge to tackle. When the first reports of how the service uh, works actually comes out, we'll let you know. But as of recording this right now, the tests are just now getting underway. So I'm I'm curious to see how the beta test actually goes because that's what I'm kind of considering this to be. Right. You know, just yeah. to see how this really works. Because if if I hear that it's flawless, I'm going to be really impressed. I expect yeah. to hear it's okay. Right. But not flawless. If I hear flawless, I'll be I'll be floored. I will too, because you figure PS what PS Now, PS Now, and even like this, you know. Well, what's Xbox's thing? Game Pass. Game Pass. But Game Pass. I believe you can download games from it. Also, oh, okay. that's the one different uh, one difference. And I think you know that's going to be something Sony's going to look into. You can now download the games, mm-hmm. and as long as you pay for Game Pass. You can, you know, keep the game. Sure. So, well, I mean, I think it would be a smarter way to or go about PS it. PS Now, not Game Pass. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, next thing I've got is uh, we we actually may be maybe losing some of our most interesting entries. And in what the hell did you just say? Because Valve decided to crack down on games that were nothing more than straight up trolling. Oh well, that's. That's half of them. Yeah. So uh, they released a statement saying that the games that they banned this week were troll games that were barely passable as games and are doing nothing but either scamming people or trying to incite discord. 
So with that statement, they came a removal of around 170 different games on the platform, such as Boobs Battleground, Make Border Great Again, Oh God, and Putin, <laughs> all from the Steam platform. Is it Putin? I bet he's a Russian. Yeah, like Russian parts. Putin. Yeah, but it could be that Putin's Putin. Yeah. Uh, Valve actually ensured uh, that those people who've actually spent money on these games for whatever reason that they did would still have access to them, but no further purchases would be made for these games. So it's a. I'm glad that they're doing it, but again, it, it takes away some of our entertainment value. Yeah. But for the better, for the greater good. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, for the greater good. For the greater good. Uh, Next story I have is that according to reports, and I'm I'm hoping I say his name right, man. Do it. Andres Sapowski. I'm hoping, I I mean, it sounds good to me. It sounds good to me. We'll just say that. Uh, He has demanded additional compensation. If you don't know who he is, he's the writer of the Witcher series. Right. He's the book writer. Now, he has actually demanded additional compensation uh, from Project, or CD Project Red, excuse me, for use of his works in the games, upwards to $16.1 million. No. Now, their initial agreement saw Sapowski rejecting an offer that was at least 6% of all profits made from games made using his characters and the worlds from his novels. He right. rejected that. Why? However, because he opted instead to take a lump sum payment and be done with it. Figured it would just be the easiest way to go. Oh, then you're done. Exactly. That's that's the way I look at it. You, you screwed took yourself. Some, and that's it. You're not 6%. being screwed out of anything. Yeah. 6%. I would take six percent. You'd you'd still be getting paid. Yeah. But he said no. He took the lump sum, and now he's regretting it. Oh, but, I'm going to sue somebody. But for I guess they're they're trying to be actually decent people. CD Projekt Red clearly pointed out the the point in the agreement what he rejected, but. They did say they were open to discussions for an amicable agreement, even though they consider what he claims is groundless. Right. And I would, I, I'm at least giving them the benefit of the doubt in saying that I wouldn't even give him that. No. But they're being polite. Like, yeah, we'll work face. something out, but, you know, you you signed that agreement. You did. I gave you every <laughs> opportunity. 6% is a lot, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you start thinking about how much you're always going to yeah. be getting in just royalties. A lot of people don't realize that, but those small little percentages, like what actors do for television when they hit syndication, that's why they all want mm-hmm. that syndication. Because as long as that show's running, you're getting paid. Yep. So, yeah, he screwed himself out of this. And if he, I wish this at this point, he ought to be good. grateful that they're even saying, we'll talk about it. Yeah, because he could so. they could just but say screw way. you. That's what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, bye bye. But they're being nice. I'll give them that. Yep. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, saves their face and his too at the same time. Yeah, but even their face doesn't need to be saved. They didn't You're do anything right. wrong. You're right, but it looks even better. Yeah. Uh, now, following that news, well, Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. same deal. <laughs> now, following that news. That could lead into a, an impending legal battle. Let's actually look at one that we mentioned last week that we've talked about before and weeks prior. Two, uh, the two-year court battle between director Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller over the rights of Friday the 13th finally came to an end. And a judge ruled that the copyright for the original 1980 film 
belongs to Victor Miller. Right. Okay. He was just a screenwriter. So according to this, he owns everything that was created and is contained within the first movie. Right. That's it. He owns nothing more. Okay, so he don't own Jason. He owns child Jason. Right. The adult hockey mask version that we all know and love today, Mm -hmm. he does not technically own that. Now, granted, they did ask, you know, the judge, how does that really kind of fit in? And he kind of declined to answer because he's like, it's not really his place to say where that really falls. But if you look at the fine print, he owns nothing beyond that first movie. Right. So that's how that goes. Now, based on how that ruling is stated, like I mentioned, Sean Cunningham is actually pushing forward with projects that do not involve any elements of that script. Not quite sure how. Campers. (laughs) Outside of taking the character of Jason just somewhere completely different. Just removing him from that area completely. Or just call it something else. And they've done that, you know? So I think they could get away with that. But even, you know, even though he's he's still kind of pushing forward with these ideas, they're, they're still appealing the decision. And even some people like uh, uh, Friday the 13th alumnus Larry Zerner, who actually played uh, one of the characters in Part 3, mm-hmm. Shelley, and he's actually in the game, matter right. of fact, his likeness and whatnot. He's a lawyer now. He actually suggested that Cunningham forego the appeal and just try to cut a deal with Miller because if you go back to court, it's going to be another two or three years. It'll be four years or so before we even see anything out of this. So just cut the deal, be done with it, and whatnot. Cunningham tried, and Miller just refused to talk to him. So I don't think that's going to happen. With all of this said, and the reason we're even bringing it up, is understanding those details, we look to Gun Media, who actually released a statement saying that even though the judge's ruling would not prevent the sale and operation of the game Friday the 13th, adding new content right now without a deal with Miller could make things complicated. Because just some weird ground that they're kind of in. Because they still technically are utilizing those elements from that movie. Right. So, without that deal, they, they're, not, not, they're not really sure what they can do, and they are not really able to financially fund the game while awaiting an answer for him to make a decision. Right. So, with that said, I'm starting to think that the game is technically dead in the water at this point. What was that town in part, what was it, New Beginnings? What was the town they were in? Was it New Beginnings? Huh? Uh, was it New Beginnings part five? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, there was Pinehurst. That was the ta- the uh, mental living facility, uh-huh. whatnot. But I don't think that was the town. It's in that same area. That just had to be at that town. Yeah, I mean, there there's so many ways you could go about it. Remove the crystal. But see, I also understand that by trying to add new content, they would have to remove things, and even the the her talking Pamela. And that's the one of the best parts. Yeah. So would they have to do that if they did? I don't know. I can understand them just saying, you know what, it's not worth it at this point. Just screw it. You know, 6%. we got screwed. So they might. Have, I think they actually said they're going to move on to something new. I don't know what exactly. They didn't specify, but that was kind of the tone that was kind of laid out. It was like, we're just going to fucking move on, you know, because we got we got no choice. This guy don't want to play ball. Yeah. 
All right, you ready for some quickets? Quickets. Got a few. First of all, the skeleton crew that was left at Telltale Games has apparently been let go. Nice. So Assholes. They're all gone now. All that's done. And we still don't know the fate of The Walking Dead final season, even though there, we, we, you and I discussed off of the show uh, about the Robert Kirkman statement where uh-huh. he he doesn't want to see Clementine... What? I don't really think he doesn't want to put her in the comics. I just, I think he he wants her story to be told where it was started without having to bring her in. Right. But he did also kind of make it sound like if it comes to that, we'll do it in comic form, but he'd he'd prefer it be done in the realm of video games. Right. And he acted like it was already finished. Yeah. He said, oh, I've said too much now. Exactly. So I don't even know how to take that either. The next week, Mm -hmm. they let go. Oh, I didn't say anything. Or maybe, well. Maybe maybe this is happening, and they're working on it behind. You know, they've got these guys. You're doing this. Mm-hmm. The layoffs come, and now they're done with them. They lay them off or something. But I don't maybe know. That, the way that girl was acting, that yeah, tweeted that stuff. I just I hope that if they're going to finish the game, just go ahead and finish it. Finish it. Yeah. Don't do the episode bullshit or anything like that. Right. Just finish it and release it. Be done with right. it. Full game. Full game. Yeah. Uh. Red Dead Redemption 2 file size. Did you see that? Was it? The file size for Red Dead Redemption 2? Oh, 150? Uh, yeah. I've heard rumors that they're going to have two Blu-ray discs. Have they put wow, that through? I haven't heard that. I heard something about that on... It's uh, ridiculous. Now, it could have just been like a rumor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. but could have been see. a joke, too. It could have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it could have so been big. a joke. I didn't say I never went in it. Mm-hmm. I just I pulled the Republican thing there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear it. <laughs> But yeah, over a hundred gigs, man. That's insane. That's massive. Cause yeah. you even, re- I mean, the the biggest game I ever remember having was either Arkham Knight or possibly even Mortal Kombat X. Right. Because they were somewhere within the realm of seventy to eighty gigabytes. Right. And they were big. Mm-hmm. This is like twice that. Twice. And I've Huge. heard. I mean, we've heard how big the 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 world is. It's yeah, and they said the the map from the first game is included in it. Like it's wow. in there. It's pretty cool. That's a big place, man. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to play this game. So that's why I'm disappointed. I think that's why I'm disappointed that I haven't played them this, that much this week. I want to finish Spider Man in its entirety. I want to platinum the mm-hmm. game, and then go to Red and then Dead. go. I don't want to go back and forth because then I'll never do it. But I still have a little bit of time. If yeah. I can just have like three days to sit down with that game, I can do it. You can do it. I think it's good. Like I said, 20, it took twenty it, hours. It technically took me a full week, right? But the the weekends were really where I got my time in, and then it was just spurts throughout right. the week. So even if you just had an hour or two here and there by the weekend, if you had time to sit down with it, you'd be done with it, right? And I already got a good little start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment announced that uh, World of Warcraft EP J. Allen Brack will take over as the president after former president Mike Morhami. I'm going to say that's right. Unceremoniously stepped down from the company. Do, we, do, you, do you have anything? Hashtag me too. Okay. Probably. <laughs> uh, Konami opened up a dedicated Castlevania website with any and everything you want to know about the series, even though it's just a timeline of... This game came out then, and that game came out then. That's all it is? Well, there's a few other things, but I looked at the... Because I read the article in which this headline was attached to, and I thought, oh, that'd be cool. And I checked it out. And then 
I was expecting a history of each game, like a full, broad, detailed history. And it was just uh-huh. like, no, this game came out here, and then that one came out there, and then this one came out next. <laughs> that like, and I was like, that's it? Eighth grade teacher telling you yeah. when the games come out. So I was like, well, that's, that's disappointing. Uh, Apple revealed the list of every new emoji coming on the iOS 12.1. You excited about the new emojis? You get to have them. I'll, I'll tell you this though, I was mm-hmm. excited. I got the Last of Us two or the Last of Us emojis. Oh, or was... I guess little stickers. Mm-hmm. I should say. But does that excite you? The emojis? yeah, yeah. I like I, I like the Last of Us. They took away one of my favorite emojis. I don't know what they did to it, but it pissed me off. What was it? It was like a little shocked face, you know. It's like, like the big eyes. I was sitting there, and his mouth oh. was all agape. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, what the hell. So I don't see it anymore. I started looking for it the other day. I was like, I haven't seen that one in a while. Let's see if I have it. Uh, the first 24 minutes of CD Projekt Red's new Witcher spinoff, Thronebreaker, was released. Yeah. And you confirmed it. It was a card game. Was it I didn't really? see. I didn't see anything else but Gwent. Now, granted, there's <laughs> yes. more to it, I have no doubt. But when I was sitting there watching the whole thing, I was like, was this, is this it? Is just, that it? Just Gwent? I'm sure there's more to it, but it looked like it was just Gwent. So, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh, what else we got? Sony is shutting down servers on Mod Nation Racers and Sound Shapes. Do you play those games? Do you care? Mod Nation Racers, uh, Mod Nation Racers was pretty good. I never played it. Yeah. yeah. You sure? It was on your Vita. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I must have downloaded it and never played it because I do not remember it, or it never made an impression on me. So I'm not sure. Is that the emoji? No, it's not the emoji. Or at least it doesn't look like that on my end. I would have to see it on your end. Yeah, we're sending them. We're we're texting each other emojis while we're recording a podcast. That one right there. But see, if it's if it's not on my phone anymore, it won't matter. No, it's not that one. It's a shocked. It's just it's this big, and it's even kind of at a at an angle. It's not straight ahead. It's kind of he was kind of angled a little bit. No, all I got is a laughing guy. Well, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I got rid of it. So this this really kind of dashed a little bit of the hope that I had. Oh, I'm sorry. When I found out that Paul W S Anderson is going to helm Monster Hunter. He's the guy that did all the Resident Evil movies. Oh, he's got yeah that all up. So uh, I'm well, a little, maybe at least you'll have one good movie. Maybe, I mean I'll give him credit. He did do Mortal Kombat, and that's the one I'll hold up and say, yeah, you know, it's not it's the best video yeah. <laughs> video game movie we have in my book. That's yeah. not Boy. really straying anyway or doing anything weird. I mean, yeah, it was great. But even that's not a high bar, so. Yeah, but hey, better than that. There's a movie coming out or is being worked on right now based on Dance Dance Revolution. How, How about that? Isn't that called uh, Take It to the Streets Three or Step It Up? Step It Up to the Streets. Mm-hmm. But no, this is Dance Dance Revolution, man. This is going to revolutionize dance movies and video games movies all at the same time. It's like the Wizard. That's what I'm starting to wonder. Like you know? the wizard, they're gonna, this kid can play dance dance revolution. But the kid so has to be good. like autistic, so he doesn't do anything but dance. 
Right. So he's just really awkward and weird, and they're just like, what's wrong with this kid? But when the music starts playing, the boy just starts dancing. And he amazes you. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my God. And Michael Jackson st- stood up and applauded. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's, that's how dancing. good it would be. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, and it's his, a little kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on. Uh, and the last bit I've got in uh, Quickets is a live action Mega Man film is I also in the works. What gives me hope for this movie is that one of the producers listed is Masai Oka, who played Hero on the show Heroes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I feel like maybe he's a fan if he's he's producing, so he's not going to allow it to stray too far from the source material. Right. Or at least try as best as they can to keep it as close to the source material. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm hoping there's hope. With I'm hero. hoping there's hope. Hoping that there's hope in this movie. Well, which look do you think they'll go with? I want them to go with the classic blue bomber. I, I want. I, this think, to I be... wonder if they'll do both. They'll figure out how to turn him into Mega Man X. Uh, no, because that, that's a whole another. That's in the future. That's that's a whole another storyline. But water? What water? What are water? you gonna do? What well, are you gonna do? What if? Uh, what if he travels back through time somehow? Or another. You know, it's funny you mention that. There was an episode of the animated series where Mega Man X appeared doing a time-traveling episode. There you go. And, you know, it was just... you. When you think about this, you're like, that's an awesome idea. I want to go watch this. And then you watch it, and then you're just like, I really I wish I hadn't watched that. Spider-Verse. You know? That movie's going to be awesome. Yeah, but that's not video games. Could be. Unless I was they hoping. Make... I was looking Well, out. hey, that's that's video game related. Did you happen to see that the white spider suit was off in the background on one of the shots? I think I did. I do it think was, I saw that. It was that. briefly there, but you could see it. Yeah. It's, How about it's, that? The idea of it is cool. Yeah. This this show. I, I mean, I'm I feel like that this is the only way they could really do that story. Mm-hmm. I wish they would do it in movie form, like right. live action movie form, not animated, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm satisfied with what we're getting. At least right. I'm getting to see these characters on the big screen. Spider-Ham. Who would have thought would ever get to see him on the big screen? And there he is. <laughs> All I think about is Simpsons. Yeah. Every time. You know, and here's, here's, here's something that happened. And I did my damnedest. Someone uh, online somewhere referred to him as Spider-Pig. Uh-huh. And I didn't have the heart to say that's actually Spider-Ham. I just let him have it. Because right. I was like, no, it's, it's actually Spider-Ham. But... I can understand why you yeah. think it's Spider Pig. Yeah, it's, it's easier to say. Yeah, but he's Spider Ham. If we start calling him Spider Pig, then the powers that be will start calling him Spider Pig, and then we won't have Spider Ham anymore. Right. Spider Ham. It's funnier that way, and he's hammy. <laughs> he's All funny right. looking. It's awesome. I'm gonna move on. Uh, move some, on. Uh, we got uh, two more, three more bits of news actually. Uh, first of all, the Seattle Police Department has actually implemented new measures in an attempt to prevent swatting incidents utilizing a new system called Smart 911. This system allows members of the community to create a web profile around the persons in your household so first responders actually have real-time access to your information before knocking on your front door. This information can actually help with people who may be deaf, have allergies to medicines or whatnot for ambulance you know, purposes, uh, or some other condition that responders may be unaware of. But in the case of swatting, concerns that it could actually happen mm-hmm. can be listed so the police are aware beforehand before getting to your house. I think that's a very smart thing to do. Except 
what happens when a hacker gets in there. Very true. But we're going to assume that at this point it could work yeah. fairly well. I mean, granted, there's always going to be that issue. But maybe they can tell people, you know, I mean, you've got security measures with passwords and whatnot. If your information changes, you normally get an email that says, hey, something's changed with your, your profile. Right. I just want to make sure it's you. If it isn't, you know, do something. If it is, we're fine. So, I mean, they're, they're preventative measures. Maybe it could yeah. work. I think I it's a think smart idea. People off. I'd love to see how well this works. I don't. I didn't realize swatting was such a big deal in Seattle, right? Because it would. I feel like it would have to be for them to be implementing this mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, that or they're just trying to stay ahead of it. Yeah, I, I would kind of encourage other police departments around the country to do the same. You know, this sounds like a great idea. I'd love to see it implemented, but we'll see. Uh, another company that we're going to talk about. A company out of British Columbia called Liquid Media Group has acquired the rights to 65 different video game titles once owned by the now-defunct and future podcast topic, Acclaim. Hmm. Uh, games like Bust a Move, Bubble Bobble, NBA Jam, and even Street Fighter the Movie, which I didn't realize was not Capcom. That's I crazy. learned something. Yeah, all fell under this acquisition, yet it is unknown at this time what Liquid Media plans to do with these titles especially considering some of these titles, like the ones we mentioned above, would require secondary deals with other companies. Like EA owns the rights to NBA Jam. Right. Uh, Tatal, they own Bubble Bobble and Bust a Move. Uh, but anyway, a statement from the company's director said that this move is a great step for growth for Liquid Media, so I guess we'll wait and see what they plan on doing. I mean, that's, that's a lot of titles to purchase up without having any real idea of what you're going to do with them but we don't know what they're planning so right. i'm curious i'd love to play nba jam again it's been a while yeah that was just a great basketball mm-hmm. game it was a lot of fun it was just crazy fun you know mm-hmm. uh the next thing i've got is uh, we mentioned the mario kart vr experience on a past episode i'm pretty sure this special arcade version of the Nintendo Classic, developed in partnership with Bandai Namco and HTC, has been making the rounds in Japan and Europe. But it's finally coming stateside as HTC announced that it will bring the game to the VR Zone Portal in Washington, D.C. this year, along with other locations to follow in 2019. This needs to come to Dave and Buster's. I have never been to one. I have passed by it numerous times. If I found out that this was there, I would go. Just to play it. What would you say? To what? To, to them. To, to who? The people. You need to bring it to an arcade nearby. That's the only one I know of. We don't have VR portals in Nashville that I know of. Do we? I don't think so. I don't think we do. So, David Busters, that's all I got. <laughs> as far as where to, where to bring it, yep. I'm sure there might be another place. If I find out it's local, I'm going. That's all I'm saying. And we can take four people. So, you, me, and... Just grab two other people. Just grab, just grab them. Yeah. So you're roll. gonna come with us and play Mario Kart, damn it. Yeah. And you're gonna like it in VR. I'd love. You know what? No, it needs to be our wives because I'd love to see your wife play Mario Kart because she'll be sitting there oh, screaming, god. "Oh my god! <laughs> ah! Ah! Don't hit me! Stop! Stop! Get, stop it! Turtle. She's not gonna shell. listen to this, so I can make fun. It's fine. Dang turtle shell. Uh, that's fun. That's funny. We ought to do that anyway. Yeah. Truth or trash? Truth or trash? I got three. Are you ready? I am so ready. All right. First one. 
The price of the PS4 Pro will drop before the end of the year. Truth. I've heard that it's dropped in Japan. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. Yeah. It's quiet. They haven't said anything official yet. Yeah. Number two. Rocksteady Games is not making a Superman title. I might say truth. Okay. Number three, follow-up, Rocksteady Games is making a Harry Potter RPG called Magic Awakening. I hope. But I think it's... I mean, who else does WB have? Uh, hmm. I'm not sure. I know they've got they a few. NetherRealm is... But, I mean, that's for fighting. That's Mortal Kombat, but does WB own Mad Max? Yeah, they do. Now, I believe that's that under like there. Avalanche or somebody like that? Could be. Worked with them? I'm not sure. Maybe Avalanche just did that game for them, but mm-hmm. somebody like them, yeah. you know, or maybe they just reached out to somebody all, you know, new all, new all together. But mm-hmm. I don't think truth Rocksteady, to trash. I don't think Rocksteady's making it. So trash, trash. All right. I mean, it would be cool, but oh, it would be awesome, and I would trust them doing it. Okay. Uh, weird news. I've only got one little thing because I couldn't really find a whole lot of weird news, but I just. It's always Nintendo. It's always Nintendo. No, it's not sex. I mean, I guess there could be, depending on how you look at it, but it's always Nintendo. Nintendo fans are creeped out because the character Daisy doesn't blink. Oh, Jesus. Okay, there there was this video circulating where her and Peach are standing side by side. I don't know what game it is that they're in. It looked like a tennis game, I think, or something. But Peach is over there blinking her ass off, just... At everything, and then Daisy's just sitting there staring, like she's in a staring contest. And she's just refusing to lose, <laughs> and just blink, 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 and she's just sitting there staring it down, like what? And they, what? And they couldn't stand it. And they just like, why should I blinking? I don't understand. Because you know, Nintendo fans are. This is why I don't buy a Switch. That's These why people I brought you to the the light. I, yeah, well, you know what? I'm not disappointed because. I don't want to be associated with these people. If this is what they're going to continue to do is piss and moan every time we talk about Luigi's cock or <laughs> he's dead or somebody's not blinking or Mario's got nipples. Yeah. His hair's gray. People are weird. All right. Now it's time for I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, what the hell did you just say? We're not there yet. That's after release dates. Okay. Let's jump back into the 80s, when video games were much simpler. There wasn't much to them. They were just, you know, a simple repetition, back and forth, back and forth, go here, go there, level, 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 level. You know, nothing nothing yeah. major. Just no story to speak of. Just three lives and a boatload of skill. One continue. Mm-hmm. How would you like to go back to that time, even if it's just for a moment? Uh, a moment. Okay. How would you like to go back to that time, whenever you like... Wherever you want it. Okay. Okay. What if you could do both of those things with the video game character that made arcades the place to be? So, Donkey Kong? Pac-Man. Oh. I present to you the Pac-Man Pocket Player, an ergonomically designed handheld device complete with a 2.8-inch full-color backlit display screen, front-facing speakers with headphone jack and volume control that is compact in size that you can keep in your pocket and take it out anytime you feel a little bit of that Pac-Man fever. The Pocket Player can also be powered by using 
four AAA batteries and a micro USB, and it comes with three different Pac-Man titles, all unique enough to add a little bit of variety into the mix. No. First, you have the arcade classic that we all know and love. Pac-Man. Then you will feel, if you feel a little bit more like a puzzle game of sorts, you have Pac-Panic, or Pac-Attack as it's also known, which is a Tetris-style game. Mm. Then finally, you have (coughs) Pac-Mania, which takes you back to the realm of Pac-Man, but in 3D. No. Now, even if you're not a diehard Pac fanatic, everyone loves a little Pac-Man every now and then, right? No. You could you could play a little Pac-Man right I was, now. I, I was more like Donkey Kong. So you would not pay anything for this? No. You're going to pass on this wonderful treasure, on. this handheld time capsule? Yes, I'm going to pass. Well, for those of you who may be interested in this wonderful addition to your there's, there's gaming collection... There's, there's probably five people. If you were interested, how much would you pay? $20. The price is $39.99, sir. And I cannot go any lower than that. That's not a bad price for that if somebody wanted it. Mm -hmm. At least it's affordable. It's not like some of this stuff. (laughs) That's true. All right, let's do some release dates. That was the only one. That's the only one I got. I'm sorry. Uh, They're not shilling a whole lot of stuff. No. Damn it. Uh, On October 8th, we have Bombing Busters for Nintendo Switch. Then on October 9th, hey, it's my birthday. October 9th? That's not that's not the name of the game. I'm I was just, gonna say that's just saying. Your birthday. Maybe maybe I'm just trying to let people out there know. You just told me. You did, I did. I don't remember anybody's birthday. All right, well, it's it's on record but now, but now, now you know. Yours. Someone who's listening to this on a Monday should know, and if they listen on Tuesday, they should know. If they listen on Wednesday, it's too late. It's too yeah. late. Too late. Uh, anyway, on October 9th, we have Space Hulk Tactics for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Home Sweet Home for PS4, PSVR, and Xbox One. Home Sweet Home. Yeah, I thought that had been out already. That kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. It sounded so familiar. Oh, come, coming, was it Coming Home? Gone, Gone home. home. Gone Home. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Still, this one sounds familiar. What's it? Does it say what it's about? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, Market of the Ninja Remastered for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Disgaea 1 Complete for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Evasion for PS4 and PC. My Memory of Us for PC, which I want to play again. We saw that PAX. I don't know if you remember that or not. Kind of had that um, Valiant Hearts vibe to it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I do remember it now. With the two kids? Yes. And you're Uh, on the roof, mm -hmm. sneaking around. Yeah, yeah. Goosebumps the Game for Nintendo Switch. The Occupation for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Pinball VX3, Williams Pinball Volume 1. Gotta slow these down. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Valkyria Chronicles 4, Squad E to the Beach. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And Stranded Deep for PS4 and Xbox One. Then on October 10th, we have Cronus Art for Xbox One and 40 Winks for PC. That's an old game too, isn't it? I think 40 so. Winks. 40 Winks sounds familiar too. Sounds like it was an old PS1 title. Did you ever play Little Nightmares? Not yet. I was still... Damn you. I know. I want to play it. I do. Play it. All right. On October 11th, we have The Missing, J.J. Macfield, and The Island of Memories for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Child of Light for Nintendo Switch. Good game if you've never played it. awesome game. 
uh, Joggernauts for P or PC and Nintendo Switch, and Tricky Towers for Nintendo Switch. On October 12th, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I am excited about that. I don't know why. I don't know either. I love the Blackout. Mm -hmm. I liked a little bit of the online, but they say that the zombies are going to be changing this time. So we also have Luigi's Mansion for 3DS, The World Ends With You, Final Remix for Nintendo Switch, and Battle Group 2 for Nintendo Switch. Battle Group 2. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And finally, on October 15th, we have Raised for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Oh, and we also got the Twitch Prime free games for October. Let's hear it. We have Darksiders, War Mastered Edition, Sanitarium, Soma, and System Shock Enhanced Edition. Hmm. So, if you've got that, you can get those. I, You know what? I have it, and I just... Soma? No, the the... the which oh. well, just, game. uh, just uh, PC games, right? Yeah, I just, I guess, again, goes back to my whole PC thing. But even again, I feel like playing a game on Twitch, the free games that they give you, is more of a hassle than it is playing it on Steam. Because from Steam, it allows me to download the game onto the PC. I right. don't have to worry about their client at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there to kind of manage what I got. With Steam or uh, Twitch games, on the other hand, you have to have a whole client and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm, granted, I'm, I'm sure that the Steam thing is still the same, but it just seems like it's much more integrated. Like, if I open it up, it has to open up the Twitch thing and then open this up. And I don't know. It just seems more complicated right. than it needs to be. So I think that's why Steam has been so much more popular than the other ones. I think so. Just easy. Yeah. Ease of design, man. It makes everything. Yeah. That's why I like I consoles. Would, right. Now it's time for... What, what the, the hell did you, did you say? say? All right, all PC games... How many? Coming out... Uh, about 20. Good give lord. Or take. So, but I, I might skip a few if we yeah. run out of time. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, shortest trip to Earth. You have to make it to Earth in the shortest trip possible. Okay. You have to buy certain rocket fuels... You have to prepare everything, and then you hit a button, and it goes, and it runs your simulation. So it's all about prep. Yeah. And to then, see how you can get to Earth in yep. the shortest amount of time. That's it. I like it. I'd play it, or at least try it. Yeah. Uh, design hero. Who? Design hero. Mm-hmm. Jesus. That's a hard one. Be like if it was a designer of what? Then you're the hero of it. Yeah. It could be like Guitar Hero, but with clothes. It could, yeah, you know, like Peyton plays a game like that. Like it has a little character. That's a matter of fact, it's a console version of that. You have your little character. It's online. Mm-hmm. It tells you the topic, Little Mermaid. You have to go get your best Little Mermaid stuff on. Mm-hmm. Then you prance on the stage. Okay. And it picks a winner. That's okay. online. So you're playing with your people. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Battle for Gaming. It's a really cheap knockoff of Ready Player One. Okay. But it's a side-scroller. Gotcha. Car Trader Simulator. You try to... And I'm I'm guessing that these games are kind of like just... Garbage? Yeah. This this dude right here is like, you try to... You paint your card, you get it ready, and you try to get the most money for it. Okay. Jar Battlers. J- huh? Jar? Like a jar. Uh-huh. Battlers. 
you try to break jars. Okay. You are you're a jar. Okay. Or you have I got it. You uh you have a person you play against them, you try to break their jar and they try to break your jar. <laughs> okay, good. You can play against the computer. With uh, their rocks and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Three buttons. You had to say three buttons. Mm-hmm. Three buttons. Oh my God, I have no clue. Three buttons. Well, it's the three buttons that's on the front of this little character. Mm-hmm. And they call him three buttons because he just looks like all buttons. Okay. And it's a side-scroller, kind of like um, setting the tone of Unraveled. I like it. Yeah. See, we were even thinking the same thing. I yeah. was like, this is where it needs to go. I yeah. like it. Lawnmower Game 3 Horror. Oh, shit. It's kind of like, what was that game you used to play? Uh, it came to consoles. And what? Mask, uh, no. Slave, slave Party? Party? No. Slave Party? No. Yeah, you could, you'd massacre people. You would pick the little blocks and go. What was that? What was that called? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I can't remember the name of the game. You know, it was like, uh, it was on your cell phone at first, I think, and you had a certain amount of moves you could move and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, Slay Away Camp. Slay Away. I knew there was Slay gotcha. in there. okay. It is like that. But it's, a, it's you know, grass mowing. You have to get the grass mowed. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I guess you would go kill them. Okay. Without getting caught. Gotcha. Kill the lawnmower. Yeah. Kill the lawnmower. This, this is the third gotcha. one of the group. Oh, Okay. September 1999. What happened in September 1999? I don't know. I don't either. Nothing big. I mean, I don't even remember what happened to me in that time. In 2000, what was it, 2001? That was 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. So that was two years prior. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the plot started. It's all about baseball playoffs. And okay. this was the year... That the Yankees won the playoffs, so you have to make it through the playoffs and beat the Yankees. Gotcha. Yeah, they won the World Series that year. All right. So you would know. Yeah. Spit kiss. Oh, shit. Spit kiss. Mm-hmm. Is it two words? No, one. It's a, the name of a just a radical little punk dog. And you, you can go around the neighborhood. It's kind of like Goat Simulator. Mm-hmm. But your name is Spitkiss. Okay. And you have to do... There's like a story, you know. You have to go rob stuff for other dogs. And, you know, you use yourself like the Goat Simulator. Gotcha. Shoot yourself through there. Like, you have a rubber effect. Mm-hmm. It's just that's how it is. Gotcha. Stay out of the house. Stay out of the house. Your object is to get in the house, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a hot day outside, and you're a you're a seven year old, mm-hmm. and your mom said stay out of the house, but you're outside and you're hot, and you got to get in to get that sunny day. Okay, <laughs> you got to get Sponsor. in the house, and and you can't get caught, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of turn based, okay, like your mom and dad are roaming around, but you get to move, you move, and then they move. And then you have to move according to how they move. So stealth. Yeah. Okay. Papper balls. Papper papper balls? Mm-hmm. Papper balls. Huh. Papper balls. I don't know. I don't know either. I have no clue. Papper balls. Papper Is it balls. paper balls? No, papper. 
P A P P E R. Pepper. Pepper. Hmm. I, I, I mean, know. I was t- I was really trying to figure out what that word was, and I was I, like, you know what? I'm not even going to look. I'm care. drawing a blank on this one. I'm going to use my one of my three skips. All right. Well, I didn't know you had them, but I guess I we're going to implement I just that. Acquired them. You got one. That yeah, was it. I know. I saved up. I haven't used one, mm. and it, I just looked in my bank. They don't roll like, over. I have three. <laughs> Well, too bad we don't have our other co-host. She may have come up with something. Yeah, she. Oh, by the way, her. yeah, she is. Uh, I meant to say that. You know, we got her on assignment today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? we do. Yeah, yeah. She'll be. She'll be back next week. She's studying. The, that's that's uh, what she's on assignment for. She's going to bring something yeah, back. She's with studying her. the mating habits of the African dart fro- poison frog okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be hate free interactive. Be hate free interactive. You have to figure out a way. To calm the crowds down. Okay. If you don't, then they'll be, you know, they'll riot. Gotcha. So you want to get rid of the, you know, all the hate. Mm-hmm. Best life simulator. It's going to be kind of like a, kind of like job simulator. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a VR title. Okay. I love the money. You know, back up though. Think about how cool that would be. What? You live out a few moments of other people's lives. But your best life. Yeah. And you get to pick the best, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why it's called the best life. Maybe. Because you go through certain moments and it equals out to everybody's greatness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it is. I love the money. I love the money. (laughs) You're you're this little rapper and it's a... he, I don't know, but he's searching for the money. And every time he gets it, he goes, I love the money. I love the money. He says it on the screen. I love the money. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a side scroller. Gotcha. Kind of almost like, uh, what was that, uh, Burger World? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Okay. He's got to run to the uh, the record companies and gotcha. deliver stuff. Sunny Shine Funland. Hmm. Sunny Shine Funland. Oh God! I think it would just be like a a park simulator. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mariner accident. Jesus, these are stupid names. Mariner, you just you couldn't come up with anything better than that. Nope. That's Mariner it. accident. Mm-hmm. Mariner accident. I guess maybe you play the Coast Guard, and you got to go out and save people from these Mariner accidents. <laughs> And finally, Duck Casino Bullet. Duck Casino Bullet. Mm-hmm. You got to pick one of them. Duck Casino or a Bullet? Yeah. But it's Duck Casino Here's colon the, Bullet. Yeah. So what are you doing? I'm just thinking maybe it's like they put you in these situations and you're like, okay, pick one. Duck, Duck Bullet. Casino or, or Bullet. And you have to use one. Okay. Every time. And you lose one. You know, so you it's like... A weird Russian roulette type. Yeah, yeah, kind of sort of. Okay. Duck, bullet, or what was it? Duck, bullet, or what? Casino. Duck, casino, bullet. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Did you ever have you ever heard that old bit? Did your grandparents ever do that to you? You just made me remember something. What? My my grandmother. Here's a little story for everybody. She used to do this thing when I was a you know little little boy, and granted, at some point I knew better, but I, I would I do it anyway because it. it was just fun. You know, just because it amused her. But she would point to my forehead, 
then point to my nose, then point to my chin. And when she point to my forehead, she go rooster. She point to my nose, say pull it, and then point to my chin, say hen. Uh-huh. And then she'd go back to my nose and say, "What did I say that was?" Pull you it. say pull it, and then she'll pull your nose. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I knew the joke. I wasn't stupid. I just did it because I thought it was funny, and she got a, a kick out of it too. Yeah. So, did your if your grandparents yeah, ever did that? Did. Please comment because I want to know I wasn't alone. Peyton did it the other day. Did she really? She come home and try to do it to me. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm glad to know it's still around. Yeah, it's around. It's amazing yeah. what is still around, though. You know, yeah. When you start thinking about, man, we did that when we was in first grade. No kidding. So, uh, are you ready for this week's retrospective? Because I gotta say, is this about King's Quest? No. Oh, this is a retrospective, not a retro review. Oh, retrospective. Yeah, because Academy. we're we're talking about something, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of excited. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this because I feel. That when I went to research this, huh? I got more than I ever thought I would get. Right. I thought there was a simple explanation for what I'm going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it just opened up a whole door of just story that I didn't even know. This is good. I hope, I, yeah. I hope I'm excited it's too. A, it's a fascinating tale. A tale that I want to share with you share with and me. our listeners. Share with all of them. Because growing up... With a Nintendo or any console, really, okay. one thing that always was apparent was your game library. Mm-hmm. There was a uniform consistency. Your cartridges, your cases, they all looked the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you laid them down, you laid you know laid them out on the floor, face down, you'd look at them, and what would you see? Gray. Yeah. The warning things. In the yeah. Back. Nothing more. There was no way to tell one apart unless maybe you had Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Beyond that, they all look the same. You'd never know what was what, right? Right. Unless you made a, a, you know, you rode on it or something like that. Something stupid, basically, is what I'm saying. Right. You didn't have anything. You just laid them down. You'd never know. Now, there was a, a, a tweak to that rule if you owned a Tengen cartridge. Tengen. Now, if you remember... The Tengen cartridge was unmistakable because it did not look like the gray cartridges. Like the SNK cartridges you're talking about? Kind of. These were a sleek black color. Yes. Kind of round edges. Mm-hmm. Even the, the... Like a triangle top? Yeah, when you kind of got to the end of it, you know, a regular or cartridge slope. was... When, yeah, it sloped. Yeah. And then it even had like a spot on the bottom where you could kind of grab it to pull it out because when you put it into the system, mm-hmm. it dips down so much you can't really grab it. Right. So they created like these little grips, I guess, on the bottom right. of it. So if you had one of these games, they clearly stood a, a, apart from everything else. Mm-hmm. But why did this one company have different cartridges? You know, were they just trying to be different? Were they trying to stand out? I never knew. And I was always curious. Right. And the reasons are much deeper than you would ever think possible. Is it because of Nintendo? They had a hand in it. In fact, they are integral to this whole thing. Nice. So, let's go back to the 80s. Take me back. If you will. I really like the 80s. Now, seeing these cartridges was strange, but as a kid, I never thought anything about it. Never thought there was a much deeper story. I never assumed there were even sinister motives behind it all. 
It was all a Nintendo game and a different cartridge. And let's be honest, in my head, it actually kind of came off like it was a generic version because it wasn't like everything else. I was like, right. well, it's just, this is a cheap version, even though it played just fine. Mm-hmm. I had at least two that I knew yeah. I can remember. I had RBI Baseball, I think. Yeah, there was, was one of them. Game like that. Um, I have no idea why I thought that, but anyway, let's go back. Let's go back. In 1984... Atari was having financial issues. Right. Okay, the company was struggling to stay afloat after the video game crash of 83, which I feel like is another topic that is worth talking about here. Uh, But what they had to do is they decided from their parent company, which I didn't realize was Warner Communications. Mm -hmm. They decided at that time that they were going to split Atari into two different companies and then try to sell them to the highest bidder for each and try to recoup whatever losses they could. Now, the first branch was Atari Corporation, and it was responsible for computers and console hardware and all the stuff, you know, that we're fairly familiar with. Right. It was actually purchased by Jack Tramiel, who was the founder of Commodore International. The Commodore 64. Now, Atari Corp essentially owned everything Atari. So... The other entity became Atari Games, which was the company or the company's arcade coin-op division. So they would essentially market out, you know, the brand of Atari with arcade titles. Right. But that was about as far as it went. They just slapped their name on it, Atari Games, and it was like, oh yeah, that's Atari. So in this deal that Warner Communications had with Tremiel, Atari Games could not use the brand Atari in the consumer market whatsoever and must have the word games on it and on its logo to differentiate Atari Corp and Atari Games. Okay. Sounds very confusing if you ask me, but whatever. Now, Warner never quite sold off Atari Games, but instead sold 60% of the controlling interest to Namco before they were Namco Bandai. Right. Now, the owner of Namco, Masaya Nakamura assigned the president of Namco America, Hideyuki Nakajima, to oversee the new acquisition since he had history with the company. He actually worked for Atari before he went to Namco. So he kind of knew the ins and outs of it. Now, what he did when he got to be in charge is he cut costs where he could, he cut his pay, he had to lay off people, you know, whatever he could do to really stabilize the company, but he did it. He stabilized their economic status and got everything kind of back on level ground. However, Nakajima and Nakamura were in constant disagreement as to what to do with the company. Because as Nakamura saw Atari Games, it was competition for Namco. So since Warner Communications still had a stake in it, I can kind of understand that. But still, they had the controlling interest, so it was kind of weird. Now, in 87, there was an agreement made for Nakajima and several employees to actually purchase 20% of Namco's stake in Atari games to help balance the scales a little bit. However, Nakajima then resigned from his position at Namco and then became president of Atari games. All this is starting to line up to a very interesting thing. Now, granted, this seems like a lot, and you're like, well, where's this going with the black cases? You need to understand these steps to really get in and understand the heart of where this is going to go. Because without all this, it, it seems kind of vacant. You need this meat. This is a big story. They've already been fighting, pretty yeah. much. With Nakajima having more control, he began eyeing 
the home console market. It was time. This is 87, and Nintendo is booming at this point. Okay? The Atari 7800 that was actually produced by Atari Corporation was dead in the water. No one was playing an Atari 7800 in 1980 or, yeah, 1987. No. Uh, you had the Sega Master System at this time, but Sega was not licensing any games. So, with no other option left, Nakajima turned to its only option, which was Nintendo. Now, the Atari deal, like I said, they couldn't make names under the Atari name, so Nakajima had to come up with a way to get around that. So to do that, he created a subsidiary of Atari games and called it Tengen. And actually, the name of Tengen relates back to Atari in some way. Like they, I, I should have wrote this down. This is fascinating stuff too. But I was like, ah, I gotta focus on stuff. But again, Tengen means something in Japan, which relates to the meaning of Atari. Kind of clever. Now, everything seemed like it was heading in the right direction until Nakajima was presented with Nintendo's licensing restrictions. I don't know if you know how strict they were. I remember they were strict. I don't know how strict. These restrictions prevented a company from releasing more than five games per year, required said games to be exclusives to the console for at least two years, and must have a 10 NES authentication chip installed into an officially licensed cartridge provided by Nintendo that would then get their seal of approval. So again, that explains the cartridges, why they all look the same. Right. Uh, as far as their five games per year limit, I, I didn't really write this down, but I just... This is a fact, and we may have mentioned it before. Right. Some companies find a way or found ways to circumvent that where they would create subsidiaries right. of their company, release under that name, so they could still release more games under that, you know, but it was still from them. Right. So it was right. a very sneaky way to do it, and I'm surprised Nintendo didn't do anything to stop that either. Yeah, but, I think they would. Yeah. Anyway, Nintendo has said that these measures were taken to prevent the flood of the market with poor quality games, which was not a bad stance no. to have at the end of that's, the that's crash. That's how it crashed the last time. Exactly. So some companies found a way around these restrictions. Like we said, I think Konami created Ultra Games and released under that, but it was still them. Now, Nakajima reached out to Nintendo president Minoru Arakawa, Arakawa, I'm trying, to see if he could negotiate what he would consider to be a better deal. However, Arakawa refused, stating that the rules must be maintained and remain the same for everyone across the board. Nakajima eventually agreed, and Tengen was officially licensed to be a game developer for Nintendo. And they announced their first three titles, which was RBI Baseball, Gauntlet, and Pac-Man. Three of those. All three of these were actually seen at some point in original gray, you know, officially licensed cartridges. Mm-hmm. And they were showcased and announced during Game Expo. However, these were the only three licensed titles they would ever release. Okay. Have I got your attention? You got my attention. All right. Now, after this deal was made, Nakajima and Arakawa would meet frequently in chat. Arakawa noticed that Nakajima's persistence in wanting to understand the ins and outs of the company was a little odd, but Arakawa spoke openly, you know, having good faith in Nakajima. Understandably, or let me rephrase that, unfortunately, that was the wrong play as Nakajima was trying to find a loophole in Nintendo's licensing agreement. Right. 
Atari Games had lawyers looking through the, the documents, trying to find any way to legally undermine the restrictions, and found only one. The company would have to find a way to bypass Nintendo's authentication chip. So, numerous engineers worked to find a way to override the chip. However, since Nintendo would modify the chip on a regular basis, it was really impossible to figure out the code. Right. The decision was made to reverse engineer the chip and decipher its code. However, to do that, they would need a copy of Nintendo's lockout program algorithm, which they could not legally obtain unless that code was subject to litigation. So, Atari Games sent lawyers to the U.S. Patent Office and stated that there was a lawsuit that was being pursued against Nintendo in the state of California and the U.S. Copyright Office handed over documents for that code. But none of this was happening, so none of it was legal. Uh. It was all a sham. Now, despite that, Atari Games engineers created their own chip based on the information they got. They dubbed it Rabbit. And based on the information they inquired, they set out exactly what they planned to do. Right. Nakajima did not immediately begin demanding the use of the chip, but instead held on to it as a bargaining chip. See what I did there? Uh, it's a bargaining chip. Yeah. Okay. Around, the, <laughs> around Sorry, the time... I got, I got sidetracked. Yeah. Around that time, Atari had cracked this code. The industry was hit with a chip shortage, and Nintendo was manufacturing every game. They provided the cartridge. They provided the chips. So they were unable to meet the demand for their licensees, essentially causing these companies to take a hit on something they really had no control over. Right. So the COO of Tengen actually propositioned Nintendo with an offer to find an outside supplier for these chips. Nintendo agreed only if Tengen would pay the cost difference and then the chips would have to meet their standards. When Tengen presented Nintendo with a supplier, Nintendo denied the chip, said it was unfit. Hmm. At that point, realizing the hold that Nintendo had over the entire industry at that point, the console industry, Nakajima was done, and he ordered the production of all unlicensed games using that rabbit chip, then filed a lawsuit against Nintendo for unfair competition and antitrust violations. That's a bold move. Yes, it is. Now, Nintendo then filed a countersuit against Tengen, claiming that the company fraudulently, fraudulently, there's big words in this. Big words. Entered into their licensing agreement, obtaining information for the purpose of manufacturing unlicensed games. Additionally, Nintendo sued for the sales of any unauthorized games released, as well as patent and copyright infringement. Nintendo went so far as to threaten legal action against any retailer that sold Tengen products. However, Atari Games filed an injunction against Nintendo to prevent them from threatening their customers. With all of this ongoing, Tengen was actually seeing very good returns on all their games. So, they were making money. It didn't matter then. They were were making it and breaking it. Now, with all of this going on, many publishers and developers as I said prior, felt that Nintendo had a monopoly on the industry due to their practices, due to their strict licensing agreements. As stated by Tengen's own COO, it was the equivalent of buying a car that only took gas made by the car's manufacturer. And you couldn't get anything else. And that was it. That's all you had. Atari Games 
lost their lawsuit against Nintendo, but and was immediately forced to stop all game production and recall all games not sold on store shelves. An appeal was actually filed claiming the financial detriment that it would cause to them and all of jobs that would be lost within their company. And the judge actually suspended the ruling based on that appeal. And then the case was taken to the U.S. Court of Appeals where the original ruling was upheld. So they had to stop production. They had to shut it down. That said, the court did agree with Atari Games in their claim that reverse engineering Nintendo's chip was fair use. The decision, along with the practice Atari used to obtain the copyrighted documents, causing numerous changes across the board, that's where it kind of gets a little iffy, you know. Mm -hmm. Their means were illegal. Right. But what they did was not. Still under fair use. This case actually led to other antitrust lawsuits and investigations against Nintendo, which led them to making changes to their licensing agreement. So eased up on a little bit. Eased up a little. Now, during the four-year legal battle with Nintendo, another lawsuit popped up centered around one of their unlicensed Nintendo games, Tetris. I don't know if you remember that. I remember. Well, no, I don't remember that. They had they had their own version of Tetris, which I always thought was, was like, well, you got Nintendo Tetris and you got Tengen Tetris. What's the... Listen, I was confused. Right. You know, didn't realize there was a difference. The short of it was that Nintendo or that Atari games actually had the license for the game in arcades under their one agreement. There was noise back there. I don't know what that was. I think it was. A- but uh-huh. Nintendo actually had the rights for home console. So Atari games kind of took a bit of a stretch on what they thought their rights were. Right. The Tengen version was actually only sold on store shelves for four weeks before being recalled and ordered to be destroyed. Man, Making that particular version a rarity. I remember seeing it and holding it in my hands. How much is it now? I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I, I'm curious. Oh, I should have looked it up. So, and what's funny about it too is that version is actually regarded as the superior version. Yeah. So, like how about that? Yeah. Now, Tengen continued to make games for a few more years, just not for Nintendo. <laughs> you know, they produced numerous games for the Sega Genesis, the Atari Lynx, and even the TurboGrafx-16, among others. Eventually, in 1994, Atari Games, along with Tengen, was folded into Time Warner Interactive after Time Warner bought the controlling stake within the company. They buy everything. They do. And even though their name is no doubt been forgotten, possibly even never heard of by some people listening to the show today. What happened and what they did to Nintendo changed the gaming industry. Yeah, for for good. Yeah, allowing a competitor like Sega to become a real competitor, Mm -hmm. to actually allow them to have some sort of chance in the marketplace. Right. And it really created the video game landscape we know today and we love mm-hmm. and and what was very interesting about the story I didn't put it into my narrative there were a lot of supporters for Tengen it wasn't just you know oh they did wrong and you know we gotta support Nintendo a lot of the third party developers oh, yeah. and publishers they stood behind Tengen they said no this needs to happen something needs to change Right. so we're with them yeah so they had a lot of support believe it or not it just you know granted it was their practices what got them busted right. if yeah. they would have got around that way in a more legal fashion I mm-hmm. think they could have survived a little bit longer oh yeah especially yeah. on Nintendo 
Yeah. So if you've got one of those black Nintendo cases, it's a could be considered a rarity. It's an un, it's a an, an officially unlicensed game for the console, and I had two of them. I had I Pac-Man and Gauntlet. I had I didn't have Gauntlet. Never had Gauntlet. Had mm-hmm. RBI Baseball and Pac-Man. So there you go. I can still see the gold wrapper on bat on Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, had one up, had the lines. And you and you got to check out the icon if you haven't. I'm hoping if you're listening at this point, you've checked out the icon. I made it specially Tengen style. Nice. So it's pretty awesome. I'm happy with it. I know you are. I know. That's our show. That's it. We made it again. Did you, did you enjoy my story? I enjoyed the story. It's yeah. a great story, isn't it's it? It's a very fascinating. Uh, you know, I got a lot of information. From that. I did. I Almost mean, too much for my little brain. I was. I was trying to. I had to condense it down from what I found out. So it was. It was difficult. So uh, thank you to everyone who listens every week. We appreciate your love and support. If you want to support the show even more, you can go to patreon.com slash pencilandpaperproductions or pencilandpaperproductions.podbean.com and click become a patron in the top right-hand corner. Ooh, I got a little gas. <laughs> also, if you have a topic you'd like to discuss with us, something you want to share, or maybe even tell us about uh, something that maybe amused you, or maybe you just want to comment, you can hit us up on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. You can drop us a line at supermegacrash at gmail.com. And also on the social media front, you can now find us on Instagram as well and look at all those beautiful little episode icons I handcraft every week with just a little bit of insight into them. You should see the paintbrush he uses. Yeah. I mean, I want I want people to see them, and I feel like they don't they don't get seen. So now there's a place to see them every week. Yeah, I don't like how on uh, not saying anything about Podbeam. Like, mm. you, you can't see the icon sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It just depends on how the layout is and whatnot. Yeah. But now you get to see them every week. Uh, once I get caught up to where we are, <laughs> which is quite a bit, then I'll start to post them every Monday. And it's, there's, there's, I don't want to, I don't want to mix it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to keep it uniform. Damn keep it. it uniform. That's what I'd like to do. Uh, tell your friends about us. Look us up on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, which is found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's there. It is there always. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. Pencil and Paper Podcast Network Production.